Hi, I'm Jewel Turner, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 246 of Chasing Dreams. Guys, the countdown is on. We are on our way to 250. And yeah, I got an announcement about that at the end. So just stay tuned for that. I'm so excited about this. I've been trying to get this guest and my friend on for a minute, but we've had some scheduling issues. Don't worry, she's here now and I'm stoked for you to meet Jewel Turner. Writer, creator, wife, mother, sister, advocate, and friend. Originally from Westchester, Pennsylvania, Jewel has been traveling the world with her family since 2003. She's a bohemian, a world traveler, and food lover. Jewel strives to be as unique as her name and believes the day does not begin until the second cup of coffee is poured. She is a shining light, guys. You're going to enjoy this. Okay, let me just say that. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode of Chasing Dreams is sponsored by Ringtones by Amy J. As your personal hype man, Amy wants to provide you with the tools to help you along your dream chase. These new ringtones can be used as text alerts, ringtones, or alarms. The ringtones range from an alarm reminding you it's time to be intentional to an affirmation reminding you that you are enough. To learn more, please visit amyj21.com tones or search for Amy J under iTunes on your iOS device or the Tunes ringtone store. All right, I'm not going to hold you up any longer. Here's Jewel. Jewel, my friend, how are you? Amy, I am so happy to be talking with you this evening for me. Yes. Probably early evening for you. (laughs) Jewel, we met because of podcasting and you have a podcast. I think it's awesome. Before you tell them the name of your podcast, I want you to ask the question that you ask all your guests. Yes, it's my favorite quote. And this quote always centers me and focuses me when I feel off center or off track. And so the quote is, it's not what they call you, it's what you answer to. And so I ask that of every guest, what do you answer to? And I love hearing the answers because it could range from something very lighthearted and funny to I don't know yet to very, I get some very deep, profound statements from people that I just wouldn't expect. And it makes for a really beautiful moment on the show. And so I ask it because I want to ask you that very question. (laughs) Well, first, I want to say thank you because I never get to answer that question, right? (laughs) I get to ask it. But what do I answer to? Well, I like the quote because It makes you define yourself and not have anyone else define you. And so I know a lot of us in our younger years or they might, whoever's listening, you might be going through a really tough period and you're taking in all sorts of comments, offhanded 
backhanded compliments, <laughs> all sorts of things, positive and you know, negative and positive. But it's really how you define yourself is what matters. So I say all that to say, I am who God defines me. I am worthy of belonging in community. And I answer to the personification of my name, Jewel. And so I always have to remember that no matter what's going on around me, I am a rare and precious thing, person. Absolutely. And that's what matters. Jill, where are you calling us from around the world? Where are you? Hey, I am in Cairo, Egypt, and it is about, it's midnight where I am. Bless her. Bless her. So I'm living here with my family. My husband's with the State Department. He's a diplomat. And so this is, oh, I think this is tour number, I want to say six or seven. And so here we are. I know. I still, we arrived here 2020, November of 2020. So there's still, what you don't see are all the boxes over there. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, I don't know if you realize, like just from her answer, Jewel and I met, I want to say it was October, September, October, something like that. It was near Halloween. It was like near Halloween. She has a podcast, like I said, and we just hit it off. We just hit it off. And the way she answered her questions just now is exactly why. Oh. And it's exactly why I wanted her on the show. So, Jewel, you've been around the world. I could say that now. Have, yes. <laughs> been around the world. You've lived life. And it's the humility you have, the care for others, that even not having known you long emanates from you. Wow. It's just you give it, right? And so here's how you know. Talk about your podcast. Let these guys know what it's called, what it's about, and then I'll continue with why I think that. Okay, absolutely. So I started podcasting last year. You know, we were all locked down in COVID and I was an avid podcast listener. And I kept thinking to myself, I could do that. No, I could really do that. And I have something I need to say. So I'm just going to create a show. What a dream, right? Come true. And so my podcast is called Let's Talk About This Offline because it's a phrase I hear and heard so frequently at work, especially around tables with some you know, important people and non-important people or whatever. But it's something you hear. And the conversations I had offline were more interesting. They fed my soul. They made me think about the world around me more than the conversations I had online. So I wanted to make a podcast of conversations with people about offline topics and we run the gamut and I love it and I'm going to keep doing it. And that's how we met because I came to you for advice. <laughs> and it's your conversations. It's actually the conversations you had that kind of cemented why I wanted you on the show because you were very, not just inquisitive, but I think the way you asked the questions, the way you raised it, right? You're bringing in people who themselves are also all around the world. And you shine this light on differences for people. Yes. It's the same thing, but you found a commonality amongst them. And I think too often in this world, we often find that we are different from other people and focus too much on the differences. And what you're doing is the opposite of that. Like, hey, you're in Cairo. Hey, you're in Rome. Hey, you're in Japan. But you know, because you ask what time zone you're in, I think is the question you ask, right? Yes. Every episode. Every episode you ask what time zone you're in. But at the same time, it's like, hey, but we have the same experiences. 
Totally. Is that what you find when you talk to these guys, all your friends, people you know, acquaintances, and maybe even people you don't know? Do you find that everyone's kind of going through the same thing? Absolutely. And it's such a great observation because that's really kind of what I want to convey through all these conversations where we've all go through ages and stages and seasons. And I love how people handle different adversities. I love how people build resilience and grit because I feel like that is the indicator of success more than where you went to school, more than who you know, more than all the things that look good on paper. It's that fire in the belly that keeps you coming back and going back for more and and not getting knocked down. And yes, I have, because of this wonderful life, I have friends from all over the world. I have colleagues, husbands, colleagues that have brilliant stories about work they're doing, helping the poor, friends who have volunteered in refugee camps and finding out the stories of the stories and how we really are, we truly are all the same and how we all want the same things. We really do. And I think we don't get that, right? Oftentimes, most of my guests have been people from the U.S. I have a handful of people from around the world, but the reason I wanted Jewel is she offers this interesting perspective. Talk to people who have this interesting perspective. And I think oftentimes we forget we are all human when it gets down to it, right? Regardless of your race, your culture, ethnicity, your gender, your sexuality, Regardless of any of that, where you are in the world, we all have similar experiences. It's just that it's happening at different times. What do you think? I couldn't agree more. I just talked, spoke with some friends about Ramadan and just, I just said, can I ask all the questions I've been wanting to ask? And they said, absolutely. And it was so much fun learning about foods the whole idea and concept around fasting we spoke about because we're in a Muslim country, you know, it's all around me. And I I wanted to know, you know, the fact that when sundown happens, the city comes alive and it's so wonderful. And you could just hear joy in the streets. And it reminds me, and I'm sure some of the listeners as well of growing up, Christmas time, New Year's Eve. One of my fondest memories, my parents used to have a New Year's Eve party and all the kids would sleep upstairs and the grownups would be in the basement. And that togetherness, that family, I just thought, yeah, we are all the same. And we all have comfort foods. We all celebrate. Similarly, I found the more I have opened my heart and opened my mind and not been afraid to ask the question, or say that word in Arabic, or Malay, or Portuguese. If you try, if you take a step forward, boy, people take 10 steps towards you. So, you know, don't be afraid to just go for it, because the reward is so great. It's so great. How did you get to be this way? (laughs) So I love it. I love it. And so let's go back to Young Jewel. Okay. Let's go back to Young Jewel. What did Young Jewel want to be in life? I remember as a little girl, I always wanted to be a writer. I was an avid reader as a little one. I loved other worlds, especially science fiction and fantasy, because those worlds, you could create whatever you wanted. And the rules were kind of arbitrary. They didn't matter because it wasn't the same world I was living in. So it was great. I could travel in my head. But I grew up in Pennsylvania, 
a sweet small town, Westchester, Pennsylvania, in the same house my whole life. But my parents definitely were, our home was open to everyone, everyone. So Sundays after church, I mean, it was like packed in there, right? Standing room only and the ovens billowing, all kinds of smoke and deliciousness happening. There's kids in the basement. Oh, wow. And I'm hearing conversations from all walks of life, from all backgrounds. And it was such an education to know that the world is bigger than my little home. And it created a wanderlust in me where I just kept thinking, I can't believe I just found this out. I got to know more. I can't believe I just saw this. I got to see more. And I've always been like that. I think I always will be like that. I always joke with my husband and we say, you know, we're going to be that old couple like in an ashram (laughs) somewhere in India, just kind of walking around, you know, (laughs) talking to people. We're in our 60s. That sounds nice. Retired or wherever on a mountain somewhere because I just keep thinking there are so many corners of the world I need to find out about. So that right there. And you call it wanderlust, but I think it's really an embrace of life. Yes. It's an embrace of opportunity. It's embrace of this moment. Right. But that right there. Exactly what you were saying is, you know, I think that's what dream chasers come together when you see people who are passionate about other things, right? When you understand what you want from life, like life is making the most of it. And from the moment we met, I was like, she gets it. She gets it. Like, and I want to talk about this because you get it, but you also have a family. You're also, you know, now you're in Egypt. Who knows where you'll be next, right? How do you balance that? Beautiful question. The best advice I got about, this is when I was engaged. And the best advice I got from an older, wiser woman was saying, okay, we got you. We're praying for you. Good luck and all. A lot of women are going to tell you, you can have it all. You can have it all, but you can't have it all at the same time. And go into marriage and motherhood like that. And just be patient and know this might not be the season in my life where I work let's say outside the home, you're going to work inside the home. This may be the season of life where you're going to take one for the team and you're not going to get to fulfill your dreams. Your days may be mundane and boring and really long, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen all the time. So if you have career aspirations, you could totally have those, but you might not, you know, whenever I just think that when you choose to have a family, the truth is that's like, we say that in our family, someone always takes an L. <laughs> Every place we've moved, someone takes an L. It may be awesome for my husband, his dream job. Oh my gosh, he's excelling, excelling, excelling. My son may not like the school. We may go to a place where the school and we have is literally perfection, modern, progressive, a home away from home. But then I might not be able to find any work. So I kind of like... I don't know, make a lot of cupcakes. <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> but yeah, you have to understand that things will come your way. You can chase all of the dreams, but you do it all in one day. Just take your time. You're going to get there. And see, I love that because I love the observation. Because so I think sometimes people are so quick to say, hey, it didn't work out. Therefore, I can't have my dreams. Right? Right. We're so quick to just be like, oh, that didn't work out. Dream chasing is for the birds. And it's like, 
Amen. (laughs) Right? But it's not. You know, when we were in Malaysia in Kuala Lumpur, beautiful city, by the way. And at the time, there was a, I'm trying to phrase it, but spouses weren't allowed to work. There wasn't enough funding to hire folks. So there was kind of a moratorium on work for all spouses. So there I sat and my son was in middle school, so he doesn't need me like he used to need me. So I had a lot of time on my hands. Sure. And I was starting to go stir crazy and get resentful and bitter. And then I had to kind of get on that grit and dig deep and figure out. And I remember making a list and thinking, okay, what are all the things I know how to do? And I wrote, 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 wrote. And food and cooking kept coming up. And I thought, I'm going to start my business. What? And I started a cupcake business. I was a notoriously bad baker up until that point. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, okay. But I kind of cost constructed. I did all the financials and did all the overhead. And I thought this is inexpensive enough for me to do and to make a profit. And I mean, I read everything you could read about baking. I researched my oven at their apartment. I bought cookbook after cookbook. My parents were great cooks. And so I tried to remember their recipes and their thoughts. And what I learned from that experience, going through that whole process, being forced to reinvent myself in that way, I learned that I can always land on my feet. And that was something I didn't feel until then. I always felt like, oh, I have to play it safe. I have to be safe. Don't be risky. Don't be risky. You've got too much to, you know, give up, be cautiously optimistic. And when you have nothing else to do or to for anywhere to go, when I made it up and made it successful, I mean, it was pretty success. I mean, it, you know, I wasn't like rolling cash, but the lesson I learned from that was like, you know what, kiddo, you got this. You can land on your feet no matter where you are in the world, no matter what you do, no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. You guys listening, do you hear, I hope you realize what a powerful lesson that is. <laughs> yeah. We don't always learn that. And if you can learn it through Jules' example, it's going to save you so much time. Please do. Like, yeah, for sure. Because what you said is applicable across all aspects, all people, all avenues. You will land on your feet. It may not be easy. And I hope you learn to bake, but you will land on your feet. And that's the thing that we don't always have that mindset. We have a fear mindset. Right. Exactly. And I switched to a growth mindset where it's like, okay, well, what can I learn from this situation? Because I was really getting negative. And I was like, I can't live like this. I'm so mad. I'm snapping at people that don't deserve it. Like I need to get myself under control. And it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And I totally believe that that happened on purpose to me to teach me like a life lesson that came into my world that says, no way, just because you're a mom and especially as a spouse of a diplomat, we're moving every two years, every three years. So to maintain a long-term career, unless you are teaching in an international school or you are a foreign service officer yourself, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. So you do feel extremely dependent, especially financially dependent on everything and on everyone around you. It bothered me. Others, I don't know, but it really bothered me. But that experience was like, oh, I can have it all, but not at the same time. This is my time. This is interesting. This is interesting because I think we all go through something that makes us feel not right. 
Like something is off, right? And it's just, yes. there's a queasiness, there's an irritation. You just don't feel good. And I think we all go through it at some point. And like, uh, for me, it was, I was at my job at the age of 26. I was literally just, <laughs> and I too had an epiphany where I was like, this isn't for me, right? And the question is though, what you did, what I did, and what I hope you guys listening will do is listen to yourself. Absolutely. Because do you think you've had that feeling before? Do you think you've kind of had God or, you know, that life lesson being like, hey, this is the second time you're going to listen this time? Something like that? Right. No, I never, you know, it's funny. I never allowed myself to hear it. And so I would push it down or shove it down or numb it down, right? With, I don't know, volunteering somewhere or focusing on someone. Distractions. Focusing on my kid too much or focusing on my husband too much or trying to be extra something, not realizing that I come first. And it felt very selfish. It felt so selfish. But then, oh, but then the rewards start paying off, you know? And when I'm like, oh, I'm independent. Oh, I got this. I can. And it made me feel like I could chase any dream. Do you think it made you a better mother? and a better spouse? Thousand percent. That's such a great question because I think, especially as a mom, you move into a phase as your children hit puberty and on where you become more of a guide than a authoritarian figure. And I remember my parents saying to me, I don't know how you act when you leave this house, but I hope you remember how you were raised. So I just pour into you what I can. And at some point you're going to grow up and leave and start your own life as you should. So then what's left? What's going to happen? What's, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? You know, what am I about? And the same thing with my spouse. I think that this is what works for us. I think at some point you have to realize with your partner, it's not 50-50, it's 100-100. And you need to be 100% one person and 100% another person. And then you got 200. And I'm not going to sit up here and lie and say that there are times in the 20 plus years we've been together that sometimes it's 90-10 and sometimes it's 50-50 and sometimes it's the 0-100. But when you talk about who you are as a person and who you are, who you're formed to be, you know, you got to be your own best friend. You got to be your own cheerleader. You got to be your own hype man, as you say, right? You have to, because, you know, my mother passed away in 1997 and I was quite young and I was just married. And so that was definitely a watershed, you know, life-changing moment for me, as it is for many people. And when you realize when someone leaves this earth, they leave by themselves, just how you came into this world. So you come first, take care of you. Because at the end of the day, when you lay your head on the pillow at night, you have got to be okay with who you are. And if you aren't, don't be scared. That's just an internal red flag. It's a God moment. It's an aha moment, whatever you want to call it. That's like, ding dong, you got to do some self-checking kiddo. And it's always worked for me. So I don't know if you guys understand how <laughs> joyful I am on the inside right now. I'm like, man, she's just hitting every, <laughs> every pitch, knocking it out of the park. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> knocking it out of the park. This is what I'm telling you guys. As your friend, as your personal hype man, Jewel is, Jewel, I'm not just saying it, Jewel experienced it. And I'm telling you, this is why we connected. 
is because I saw that she was putting herself first. I saw that she was, you know, living it to the fullest and she wasn't holding back. And that's the thing I think we struggle with, right? You having traveled around the world as you have, if you guys go on a plane, right? And this is the most common one. Airlines stewardess tells you oxygen mask will drop down from the ceiling in the case of a loss in air pressure. Please put your mask on first before helping the little ones around you. You are preaching a word, miss. Put your mask on first. And that's what Joel is saying. You got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of anyone else. And that is the thing I think we all struggle with because we don't believe it. Right, right. And I think we struggle because we may have underlining conditions, right, that we're battling. Like, like I've all been through it. Like I've been depressed. I've been, you know, couldn't get out of bed. So when you have those moments, you have to give yourself a ton of grace. So anyone who's listening, I just want to be super clear that if you're going through like a mental health crisis of any kind, oh my gosh, just wrap your arms around yourself and find people who can do it for you and just love on yourself until you get better. But once you're in a good place, you just have to kind of like sit back and and reevaluate your direction and and where you are. And, you know, I have to say also, it really is about who you surround yourself with. Like that doesn't end after high school. You know that phrase, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And that applies all, all through your life. And like when I started, when I started podcasting, I thought, well, I need to be around people who are heading that direction or like you, Amy, who are doing it and have a lot of advice to give and, or people who are kind of going for it creatively. And that really helped. And that helped when I started the cupcake business too, because they were a ton of naysayers, really. And I don't think it was, I don't want to call them haters, But I'm just saying, (laughs) there was a lot of people that were like, why do you want to do that? Or I don't understand. You're telling me you don't have to work and you want to? That's so weird. Or here she is being extra again. You know, there's a lot of that. And I had to learn quickly to surround myself with people who were about getting someplace other than where you were right now. Let's talk about this because (sighs) there's so much to say. There's so much to talk. Go ahead. (laughs) So one of the things that I observe from what you say is not everyone who is with you when you get to point B is going to be with you as you get to point C, right? Yes. You better believe it. Not everyone who comes with you is going to keep moving with you. Someone used a plane analogy, right? If you're flying from here to Cairo, there may be a stop in London. Some of those folks who came with you to London aren't meant to come with you to Egypt. There you go. They had a layover. They have to go. (laughs) Let them out. You might pick up some new people in Egypt. And the reason I say that, guys, is because she's kind of reset her life a few times in different places. And so you kind of experience this. What was that like? Well, first, I'd like to say when you do move on, it is not your job to go back and get them. If people want to leave you alone, let them go. Let them leave you alone. Like, I don't understand hanging on the back of somebody's bumper as they're driving away. And you're like, please don't go or whatever. Like, that's crazy because that only damages yourself and you give all of your power away when you do that. It's time to let go. So like if you're climbing a mountain and some people are at base camp one and they say, I'm not going any further. Well, I wish you well. And that's not a bad thing. You're not a bad friend for doing that. Don't feel guilty for 2.2 seconds. Time and season. And you just keep it moving. 
you keep it moving. And I think having done this repeatedly, you realize you will find your tribe wherever you are. And that is a beautiful thing about travel that I would encourage. Like if I was talking to my daughter who graduating college, I would tell her or my son one day, travel, but go someplace that not on the top 10 list. Go to Cambodia, go to an island off of Thailand, go someplace that's not super touristy because there you have a better chance of mixing and mingling and morphing and finding out, oh, I found a bunch of friends that are, you know, off the coast of wherever that are just like me, that are into the same things I'm into. And you realize that you will find that wherever you go. And that makes you unafraid to try new things. Because I think a lot of folks don't trace dreams because it's scary because it's lonely for a bit. And it is. It can be. I think the thing is, is that we have to be comfortable with ourselves. It's hard, right? Yes. So while it's lonely, it's not uncomfortable because you got to start loving yourself, guys. Like Jules said, at the end of the day, you're the one going to bed at night. You're the one at the end of life who will be there answering. So if you can't, people find it weird when I go to the movies by myself or when I go out to eat by myself. Why? I was just thinking of that. <laughs> I'm a great person to eat with. I Go out with me. You wish you could. So if I go by myself, I'm fine with it, right? I think people, when you talk about uncomfortable, I think it's true because we don't spend enough time by ourselves. Right. Date yourself. Like be your own best friend. Yes. Best friend. Yes. Best friend. Be that person you want to be with in that situation. Absolutely. And I mean, that's that arrival point. I feel like there is no arrival point with that. You're constantly relearning who you are. You're in a relationship with yourself. So you're always evolving, changing, growing, hopefully. So yeah, you don't arrive and say, I completely know who I am now. I think the older I've gotten, the more I realize how much I don't know and how I'm okay with not knowing. I just have to be curious. Discovering. Absolutely. I want to go back to something you said earlier about the naysayers. I'm going to call them the haters, but yeah, you know, those naysayers. (laughs) What do you tell someone? What do you tell yourself when you're faced with that? Because to your point, a lot of dream chasers have people that are talking down to them. And sadly, some of them are going to be family even. Oh, I think I'm a Christian. So I'm going to say that first. And my favorite part of Jesus's journey was when he started his ministry and he went back to his old neighborhood and he was like, guys, guess what? Papal, I have powers. I'm Iron Man. Guess what? (laughs) (laughs) And everybody was like, you have lost your mind. You are Mary's son. Stop. Like you need to go get some fish and... Stop talking about how you have supernatural powers. That's bizarre. That's weird. Everybody said, you've lost it. And matter of fact, I'm going to leave the synagogue right now and go back to my house. And he was sad for a bit. But my favorite part was he dusted his feet and moved on. 
And that's my philosophy as it's going to hurt. Of course, it's going to hurt, especially the people closest to you are going to say some of the most negative, hurtful things. And in those moments, you have to realize when you're doing something new, inventive, creative, different, you're moving outside of the box other people have set for you and you're creating your own box and other people can't take that at all. And so they're going to try to put you back, back in the box. It's like, no, I've defined you as X, Y, and Z. How dare you change that? And then... How dare you change that? Exactly. I think that's 100% because I think the other thing is people will put their own fears and perceptions upon you. Oh, yeah. Like a jacket. Right? Like, here, wear this. (laughs) This is who you are. And I think that sometimes, and I know you guys are going to think, Amy, you got it easy. You have a loving family. They're good people, you know, right? And so it's easy for you to say this. Right. And you know what my response is to that? Because it's like, you don't know what I've been through to get to this point. To get, you know, every it's work. Relationships, we're here on earth for relationships to just figure them out. And so it's work. Every day is a negotiation with your children, with your, you know, partner, with your coworkers every day. It's exhausting. It's hard work. And things look, you know, you never know what goes wrong, goes on behind closed doors. And I think you have to understand that you just can't focus on other people. Because it's like if you're driving, you start looking to the left, you're going to crash your car. So, and also if I'm running a race and you're sitting on the sideline, with like a cool, refreshing lemonade, criticizing my gait or the fact that I'm not wearing New Balance or criticizing the fact that my clothes don't match. I have no interest in your feedback because you're not running the race with me. You didn't work out. You didn't train. Just no. I just come on. Yes. Right. Yes. Are you guys hearing this? Yes. And again, I know it's easy to say, but it's 100% true. I mean, I think we often take opinion from people that are in the peanut gallery and it's like, why? What value does it have? Right? It doesn't. It doesn't have anything. And I think the the real lesson in that is if you're really going to tell the truth, I've been in the peanut gallery too. I've been someone's hater. And what was happening in my world to make me do that or just view that or just say that? And that's the work that hurts because you never, it's hard to look at yourself. (laughs) But when you do, you realize, man, they were just trying to get somewhere positive and I was so miserable or I was so jealous that I was trying to like be snippy or snotty, right? Like, And you don't realize that that is sabotaging for the other people, right? You think you're well-intentioned. By sharing your concerns. Absolutely. And everything with people. And it's like, no. And the thing I want you guys to remember, understand by talking to Jewel, I'm sure you felt it from the way she's talking, right? Some of the people you will run into, you're like, how can they be so happy? And I am so confident. I will say eight or nine. I'm 90% sure that the people that you run into and you just see pure joy and happiness coming from them. I'm not talking about social media because that's curated, right? Right. (laughs) But the people you run into real life and you're like, man, they're just so happy. Those are the people who have embraced life. They've worked on themselves. Absolutely. And are still working on themselves. That's the thing. It's an ongoing process, like Jewel said. And Jewel, what is your observation? Because I want you to get introspective on this because you've met a lot of people. What is your thought about people who are similar to how you see dream chasers? 
are you asking like if I was around a whole bunch of other dream chasers, like what are some of our traits? For the ones that are actually doing the chase versus the ones who are in the seats. Uh, one, I think we're all massive encouragers, right? Of no matter what the other person is saying or doing, right? You're like, I want to make a podcast about cooking chicken. Like do it, go for it. I'm so happy. How can I help? You know, super encouraging because we know we all need it. I also think people who are dream chasers tend to have pretty, pretty healthy, rock solid boundaries. Ooh, that's a good one. And it's something, you know, I'm still working on, but the people who I have observed that really do it well, they know they have no problem saying no to projects. And they know that I'm only going to say yes if I can give my 110% to this project and put my best self out there because there's always a return in my investment. And if there's no return, this is again, putting yourself first. If there's no return in your investment, it's a bad investment. Then you're just throwing money away, right? So there's that. I also think, and this is just my experience, but I'm sure someone can relate, you know, I kind of relate to other people who've been through some stuff. And it's not that I'm hateful or jealous of people who've had kind of a smooth sailing, but I've just been through a lot of really hard, hard soul searching work, heartbreaks, deaths of loved ones, you name it. And I think when you realize how precious life is, I mean, I don't want to get dark, but when you've buried some people, when you've tried to bury yourself, when you've lost great loves from mistakes you've made or betrayals, you realize that happiness is not the goal, it's joy. And joy, in my opinion, it's like energy, you can't create it. It's just only passed on from person to person, but it's never created and it's never destroyed. Happiness, you can create and destroy easily, but joy is, it's like- Next level. Yeah, next level. I want to piggyback on that because I, or expand on it just a little bit, because I think to be clear, guys, we're not saying the degree to which you go through something or what it is, right? It, there's a gamut of it, but I have to agree because I think when you go through anything, regardless of the degree, you realize the preciousness of life. You realize the preciousness of each day, each moment. And it could be something as small as you know what I'm not even gonna put it because it could be anything but when you just kind of take life for granted I think that's the distinction is there's an appreciativeness for the time you have right now absolutely and to know that your life could change on a dime good and bad right like I remember the moment I found out I was pregnant and like what joy I remember the moment I was proposed to I remember the moment I found out my mom was sick I remember the moment I found out my father died like all of those moments were like shifters and so or the moment I realized oh you are worthy of all the love in the world and you should accept nothing less that was a moment and that is a moment that's a huge moment we can tell you that and it's absolutely 100% true it is 100% true. But until you believe it, you know, it doesn't matter. And the thing I want to say before I ask you the important questions, the thing I want to say, though, guys, is when we talk about these difficult things that you go through and how you appreciate life, you may be in that moment right now. I just want to make it clear. It won't last forever. Yes, it is temporary. It is so temporary and you're not alone. I think when we have those hard moments, you feel like you're the only one going through this specific situation and you're not, you really are not. 
And so I just would encourage every single person, every single person at the sound of my voice, if you are having a hard time for whatever reason, the pain will pass. It will pass. I know it doesn't seem like it's it will. Or your, let's say your dream went crashing. You had something and you lost funding. Or I remember we were going to buy a home. And then at the last minute, we couldn't afford it. Boom. And I remember driving in the neighborhood past the house. So sad. We were so pitiful. We were so pitiful. That's my heart. <laughs> and then at the last minute, the other buyer popped out and we got it at our price. And I will never forget it because the man who was changing the locks, we were like dancing around like idiots, just like running around the house. And I was like to my son, what room do you want to pick? And he was kind of like, and I remember he said, you have a nice family. (laughs) It's when you appreciate it, right? We were like, you don't know what we've been through, bro. Come on in, come back for a barbecue. But I just say that to say, boy, if you live long enough, you're going to go through some stuff. So understand that you're going to be okay. You can come on the other side. Absolutely. You will come out on the other, if I can. One person, it's not a comparison. This isn't anything like that, y'all. Keep that in mind also. If somebody's going through something, you're not comparing it to anybody. That That's what they're going through. You may go through something harder. You may go through something not as bad. Doesn't matter. To each their own, just be there for them. I want to echo what Jules said. You guys aren't alone and it will get better. It may be a day, it may be two months, it may be a few years, but it will get better. So don't give up and don't let go. So, amen. <laughs> right? All right, Jewel, you got to ask the questions. I'm ready. Let's go. It's time to be intentional. All right, we got to get intentional about this for these guys as they are chasing their dreams. Okay. What is one mistake, probably the most common one? that you find that other dream chasers are doing today? Mistake. Not going into your dream with a plan. And I know that sounds boring to some, especially uber creatives like myself, because we want to like, you know. Just go. Let's build a bridge to Mars. Like, well, that's great. But what I've taken a page, especially out of my husband's book, who is the uber planner, that planning is essential. You have to find out what's your why, where you're going, what's your brand, I mean, do all those hours of research, go back to school and write it down and come up with a plan and have someone that you trust review it and be very, very intentional and specific about where you want to go. Intentionality, guys. Telling you, game changes when you have a plan. Does. That's great. It does. That's awesome. All right. Ready? Ready for the next one. Here we go. What is one thing you would tell a dream chaser today to do? take action on in order to chase their dream? That's a great question. What would I tell someone to do? I would tell them to not let the fear take over because the fear will come. And I think if you're stepping out into some uncharted waters, of course, you're going to be afraid, but rely on your plan. Again, fall back on that plan and keep pushing through. And so I think the consistency is a huge, I would say consistency is massive. It's huge. And so when you are consistent, you will see the results over, over time. Nice. You will. will. Absolutely. Joel, you are such a jewel. I had to do it. (laughs) You are a treasure. I am so thankful we were finally able to make this work. It's joy having you on here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amy, this has been a delight. 
I'm so glad. And I can't wait to see you keep chasing your dream. There you have it, guys. That was Jewel Turner. She hit every topic in my arsenal. She got them all, right? Put your mask on first. Don't listen to the haters. Take care of you. So many more, so many more. I hope you guys got as much joy from this episode as I did. And if you didn't, go listen to it again. And don't just listen to it. Go back and check the show notes for all the information. But listen to this episode because it hits everything I want you guys to do. And as your personal hype man, I'm here for you. This episode is the one to listen to. Now, as for the announcement, we are on the road to 250. But 250 is also going to bring an end to the Chasing Dreams podcast. So we've had an amazing journey. We still have a few more episodes to go of joy and greatness that I think you'll love. But I wanted to let you guys know that we are coming down to 250, which will mark the final episode of Chasing Dreams. So share it with your friends, like, rate, review, whatever you got to do. It's all good. It's been a pleasure. I'm not saying goodbye yet, but I just want to let you know that so that you're aware we're coming down and we're counting down to 250. So till next time, guys, remember, you can find all the show notes over on the show notes page at amyj21.com slash episode 246. That's episode 246. Until next time, remember, don't stop. Keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Keep chasing.